0: This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Friday, January 20th. I'm Gavin McGough. And
1: I'm Julia Caulfield.
0: In today's headlines, Lawson and dog owners speak of harassment, discrimination.
1: A day in the life of a minor with Finton Cole.
0: A special listening club.
1: And a mountain weather forecast.
0: Brett Lee Danner has lived with anxiety throughout her life. During the pandemic, she says it came back in a big way. And it's like
2: an electric wire inside your body going the whole time. like. And I've always had that as a kid even, but it kind of went away as I got older. But when I get anxiety and then it just, you know, it just kind of takes over.
0: Danner is a property manager in Telluride and has lived in Lawson Hill for the last 20 years. She says when her son was going away to college and her anxiety was resurfacing, she spoke with her therapist, who, Danner says, recommended she get an emotional support animal, or an ESA.
2: And she's like, I really want you to have a dog when you're alone and when your son leaves, besides the anxiety, like that will be only making it worse. So she is a little rescue dog and we basically take care of each other.
0: In total, there are over 30 registered emotional support dogs in Lawson Hill, and their owners testify to the benefit these dogs bring to their daily lives. Sofia Marcheva, a resident of Lawson who deals with anxiety and depression, says her therapist recommended she get an ESA dog during a period of life when she was finding it difficult to even get out of bed.
3: Because it's a really good way to you know, get you out of the house, Um, you know, exercise, uh, be more social even. So um, when the therapist mentioned that, I brought it to my doctor. She said it's a good idea. And then we just, um, the first thing we did was email the HOA and ask them what the process is.
0: Marcheva reached out to the Lawson Hill Homeowners Association, or HOA, because Lawson has a well-known dog restriction. The restriction dates back to 1991 when Telecam, the developer of the Lawson Hill Planned Unit Development, or PUD, submitted its application to the county. County Attorney Amy Markwell explains Colorado Parks and Wildlife flagged the area around Lawson Hill as elk territory.
4: And so their comments and recommendations for uh, wildlife mitigation uh, was that um, there should be no dogs allowed in the development and it should be strictly enforced. So the county's approval of that PUD was conditioned on CPW's recommendation.
0: In order to receive an exception for an emotional support animal, a resident has to apply to the HOA board for an exception, a process which includes a letter from their doctor. If the application is accepted, having an ESA dog comes with a long list of terms and conditions. Danner and Marcheva say when they first received their dogs, they were surprised by the nature of some of the rules, including a requirement they reapply each year. Here's Danner.
2: Because every year we keep having to prove that I have anxiety. Every year they make me prove anxiety, I have another anxiety Like They're just, they don't even understand what anxiety is and they obviously don't care. They haven't done any research. If you have an anxiety dog, the only person who can walk it outside to go to the bathroom is the person with anxiety. So, you know, if you're a single mom and you're at work, my son can't go out and walk my dog.
0: Beyond the rules themselves, dog owners say they face confusion over their enforcement and over exactly where they are allowed to walk their dog. Even during the course of reporting this story, some of the rules have changed. Then, during COVID, Marcheva had difficulty getting a health center appointment because of high hospital caseloads. This delayed her ability to see a doctor and fill out the application. She says even after speaking with the HOA in the county about the delay, she received a $4,500 fine. Dog owners also speak of intimidation, harassment, and threatening behavior from other Lawson residents when they're out walking their dogs. Here's Marcheva.
3: We've been harassed numerous times to the point that, like... I didn't, I was getting anxiety just by the thought that I'm going to walk on the street. Every time there's a car driving by, I'm like looking for my phone because I, I want to be able to record if somebody's harass- because it has happened so many times. People will just verbally assault you, you know, uh, scream profanities at you, take your picture.
0: Dog owners acknowledge they have good relationships with many of their neighbors, but Danner says these incidents happen often enough to have led to a culture of fear amongst dog owners.
2: All the dog owners, they're afraid, and it, there's they're so afraid. I mean, like we all walk with our head down, you know, because you don't want to look at a car because you never know who's going to drive by and flip you off or scream at you.
0: Melissa Ramponi, who lives in Lawson with her family and has had an ESA dog named Lily for the last several years, says she has been cussed out, received intimidating emails, and felt that she and her daughter specifically were under surveillance.
1: So us females get one response, and the males get very little confrontation. Mm-hmm. Dad's big guy, and there have been people who have been terribly cussed at, terribly. And they, she just, the one I'm thinking of, she just can't come out with it. But it's been terrible.
0: Last year, Marcheva began to research protections for Americans living with disabilities and eventually filed a discrimination complaint against the HOA. This led to an investigation by the Colorado Civil Rights Division. Last December, the investigation concluded, quote, there is sufficient evidence to support Marcheva's claims of discrimination, unquote. The investigation found that Marcheva has faced, quote, processes unreasonably conditioned and termed and subjected her to unequal conditions based on her disability, unquote. The HOA leadership declined to be interviewed for this story and in an email stated it, quote, would be inappropriate to speak about a civil complaint that has not been resolved through the process laid out yet, unquote. Separately, San Miguel County says they are surprised by the decision, but will work with the Colorado Civil Rights Division to make any needed changes. Any outright change to the dog restriction in Lawson will need to come from the community itself. Markwell says Aldo Ranch, located above Lawson on the Deep Creek Mesa, originally had a similar dog ban in place, but the community commissioned a new wildlife study in 2015 and eventually reversed that restriction. Markwell says Lawson Hill would have to go through a similar process.
4: It's now on the community to decide whether or not they want to move forward and ask for an amendment to the PUD or not. So the county would have no, um, doesn't really have much input in that process because now it is completely within the community to do that.
0: Lawson has grown significantly since its inception and now is home to commercial areas, roughly 160 homes, and substantial vehicular and human traffic. The question of how wildlife presence has changed alongside this growth would require a new CPW study. CPW does not tag animals or monitor herd populations in the area, but District Wildlife Manager Mark Haddy says elk still tend to move out of the Prospect Basin, across the valley floor, and up to the mesa around El DeSoro. Caddy says that while elk are still in the area, the threat posed by dogs is not specific to Lawson Hill, but is a general concern throughout the entire Telluride area.
5: Well, I think most of it's just the general concerns that come with living in an area that's got minimum amount of uh, movement corridors for animals. I mean, the, the big thing that we always worry about up there is you know dogs, especially dogs off leash. Uh, you know, one them chasing animals, but then them. Those animals also being chased by other critters that move through there, such as mountain lions and bobcats and uh, bears. I mean, you know, those animals can definitely kill those kill a domestic dog easily. Uh, you know, those are the those are some of the issues that we run into everywhere where we have
0: humans and their pets. Marcheva says, whatever happens with her case specifically, her main hope is ESA dog owners will have some peace of mind and be treated with respect.
3: I would like for people with disabilities, or people that are in disadvantage, to be allowed um, to live their lives. And and the harassment of people with disabilities is is just not, it should not happen anywhere.
0: Conciliation between Marcheva, the HOA, and the county is still in its early stages.
6: You can't touch this.
1: Touch this. You can't touch this and he's back with the second semester in full swing telluride high school's Finton Cole returns with a day in the life of a minor this week mixing a bit of pro and local sports have a
4: listen look
6: at my eyes can't touch this
4: this is Fintan Cole on your sports update. The NFL playoffs have just begun, which means the 2022-23 NFL season is coming to an end. The Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles are atop their conference coming off a bye, and the Cowboys, Bengals, 49ers, Bills, Giants, and Jaguars have all won their games in the wild card round. By the NFL Network, the Chiefs are highly favored over the Jaguars, The Eagles are favored over the Giants, and the games between the Bills, Bengals, Cowboys, and 49ers are going to be close. My predictions are as follows. The Chiefs over the Jags, 35-14. The Eagles over the Giants, 28-17. The Bills over the Bengals, 26-25. And the 49ers over the Cowboys, 22-0. The Telluride High School basketball team is 6-4, coming off wins against Nucla, 47-39. Ridgeway, 56-47, Delores, 60-33, and Crested Butte, 42-37. They have a road game against the Mancos Blue Jays on Friday and a road game against the Nucla Mustangs next Thursday. There you have it for this week's sports updates. I'm Fenton Cole reporting live from Telluride High School, and we'll see you next week.
1: This Monday, the Wilkinson Public Library hosts its monthly listening club. It's like a book club, but for albums. Katherine Warren will lead the January club with her work of choice, Lizzo's 2022 album, Special. KOTO News spoke with Warren about her selection. Anyway.
7: The first time I heard the album, I was getting ready for the ahas, haha. Ha. <laughs> I literally remember curling my hair, getting ready to get all guzzied up for the event, and um, listening to this album. Every single song, I made the stank face where I was like, dang, this is a good song. it came out in July, it was one of those albums where every single song, I was like, oh my goodness, this lyric resonates with me. This song resonates with me. Like every time I listened to the album, there were like new lyrical gems in the music. I think her album is just part of that growing catalog of music that's come out in the last year or so of pandemic music. Her first song opens up with like, "Hey, mofos, did y'all miss me? I've been at home twerking, working on myself, making
4: smoothies." Did you miss me? I've been home
7: like, it really illustrates the artistic process for a lot of musicians who had to stop touring um, in 2020. It's really a play off of some of her previous music. Like, her song Truth Hurts, she wrote as a, like, a heartbreak song, like, If you listen to the lyrics, she's clearly been wronged by a man. And then this album sort of is her next step of like coming to terms with herself and her body size. As anyone who's seen a picture of her or read any of her interviews, she is fat and she says that proudly. And so I think it's pretty cool to see like if you listen to her first album and then listen to the second album, you can really see her own personal self-love journey. She has a whole song called Special that says you are special and it basically is like a love song to her listeners and I think it's an important lesson for people when they are you know being hard on themselves to really just think you know focus on yourself you can't control outside factors sometimes as long as you're working on yourself then you're in good shape I'm so in
4: love with me. I'm used to-
7: We're two different people. I am a white girl in a tiny mountain town. She is a black pop star in LA who like sells out the, uh, stadiums worldwide and her lyrics, I feel like she's written
1: a song just for me. Catherine Warren will lead the January Listening Club on special on Monday, January 23rd from 6 to 7 p.m. at the Telluride Music Company. More information is available at telluridelibrary.org.
0: Telluride's Town Hall is closed for the foreseeable future.
4: The
1: furnace is kaput and um, facilities and maintenance is in the process of working to get a replacement furnace in. So not such great working
4: conditions in the cold at this time. So our staff is going to be remote or in Rebecca
0: Hall for the time being. That's Lindsay Mills, Communications Manager for the Town of Telluride. Residents of Telluride will still be able to contact town staff who work in the building remotely or by going to Rebecca Hall.
4: My best recommendation is to pop into Rebecca Hall. We'll be
1: able to direct you to where a clerk on site is that day or a finance team member on site is that day. Um, So if folks need to speak to someone in person, Rebecca Hall
4: is the place to go for the time being.
0: Maintenance crews will get the furnace working as soon as possible. Town Hall will remain closed until that time. A full staff directory is available at telluride-co.gov.
1: EcoAction Partners, alongside the town of Telluride, is releasing funds for its latest round of green grants. The 2023 funding comes in at a total of $75,000, and the money will support seven eco-minded projects in the area. On this year's docket are window upgrades and replacements at Mountain Films Oak Street headquarters, new festival lighting for Planet Bluegrass, and winterizing efforts at several historic homes in town. EcoAction notes this round of grants was competitive, and the review committee based their decisions on maximizing reduction in greenhouse gas emissions and targeting projects with tangible, long-term outcomes. EcoAction reports that taken together, past Green Grant projects are responsible for eliminating 170 metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions each year. That's like planting almost 3,000 trees annually.
0: An effort is underway at the state capitol to allow psychologists to prescribe medications for mental health issues. As KOTO's Lucas Brady Woods reports, it's an effort to break down some barriers to mental health treatment. If a psychologist thinks a patient needs medication, they currently have to refer them to a psychiatrist or medical doctor to get a prescription. But there are only about 800 psychiatrists in Colorado, compared to more than 3,000 psychologists. New legislation introduced this session would make it possible for some of those psychologists to prescribe medications too. Representative Julie Amabile of Boulder is one of the bill's sponsors.
8: People are waiting months to get in to see a psychiatrist. So they might be going to a therapist. That therapist might be recommending that they start on a medication, but they still have to wait months before they can get in to see the prescriber.
0: But even if the bill is passed, only a few psychologists would be able to prescribe medication at first. Most would be required to take a two-year master's program in psychopharmacology, plus go through a provisional period prescribing under a doctor's supervision. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods at the State Capitol.
1: An alternative healing clinic in Durango is serving the Hispanic community for free with the goal of reducing stress from intergenerational trauma. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamaides of KSUT and KSJD has the story. On a
6: recent afternoon at an undisclosed office location in downtown Durango, Construyendo Poder is hosting a massage and herbalism clinic. Latine women and children arrive and greet Wendell and Omana with a familiar hug.
8: <laughs>
6: the Latine community members have signed up for free massage sessions with Omanya, who has a room prepared with a bed, towel, and oils. Which one? I don't know. Like,
4: where oh yeah, I'm just parked right behind you, so I'm okay. just going to go move my back.
6: Kate Houston arrives. She's Construyendo Poderos Herbalist, and she's here to give out free teas and salves in private sessions.
1: I used to work at an herb shop, and herbs are expensive. If I wasn't making them for myself, I probably wouldn't be able to afford them right now.
6: Houston enjoys working with this community because alternative healing practices are an important part of Hispanic culture.
1: Working with this community in particular is also really fun because people tend to be used to using home remedies. They grew up with their grandmothers making home remedies for them, and so there's a lot less skepticism and a lot more enthusiasm, and like people come to it believing that it will work.
6: Wendelona is the group's founder and a licensed massage therapist. She's giving free massages today.
8: I am an immigrant myself. I went to the ESL classes myself, so I merge in the community fully.
6: The volunteers at Construyendo Poder are bilingual. All sessions are private and they happen a few times a month. And word of mouth is an important part of this community work, according to Omaña.
8: We are not centralized. We don't have an office on purpose because our main goal is to have that level of privacy and safety for people, especially those that have been persecuted.
6: The mission of Construyendo Poder is to provide access to healthcare services through a community that otherwise wouldn't have it. Almania started the group in 2018 after Immigration Customs Enforcement started conducting raids more frequently in the Durango area. Almania wanted to help alleviate stress and fear created by those raids.
8: Because of this trauma, intergenerational trauma, uh, we decided to bring alternatives for them to understand what is trauma, what is stress, what is anxiety, the physical consequences of it the mental consequences of it, and the emotional consequences of it.
6: Omanya used to work with a local activist group focused on immigration issues.
8: I think I'm an activist still. I feel like it's time for me to transition into the healing part. If I provide the tools to my community, it's my belief that we become a stronger population, emotionally speaking.
6: Construyendo Poder is funded by donations from individuals and grants from the Colorado Health Foundation and Colorado Women of Color. Construyendo Poder hosts clinics a few times a month. For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis.
0: The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for scattered snow showers tonight with a low around 10 degrees. Saturday calls for sunny skies with a high near 30 degrees, and Saturday night should be mostly clear with a low around 10. There's a 20% chance of snow on Sunday with partial sun and an expected high near 30. Sunday night calls for snow showers and a low around 10 degrees. This has been the news for Friday, January 20th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970 728 32 06. And now, personal commentaries.
5: Hi, lovely Koto listeners. This is Claire from Telluride Chamber Music, here to tell you about a great couple of events we've got coming up. We're collaborating with Telluride Dance Collective and Palm Arts to bring you a spectacular show called Sustenance on January 29th, 6pm at the Palm Theatre. This show is full of your favourite local dancers and musicians. It includes a huge range of music and dance styles with something for everyone to enjoy. To buy tickets, go to telluridepalm.com. Advanced tickets are $20 for adults and $13 for students. And tickets on the door are $25 for adults and $15 for students. If you can't wait until then for a chamber music fix, we also have a winter version of our happy hour series kicking off on Wednesday, January 25th. Come and enjoy a glass of wine and a free hour of wonderful music at Telluride's Arts HQ on Main Street from 5 to 6 p.m. Admission is free and the first concert will feature guitarist Donovan Daly and saxophone player Danny D'Alessandro. For more details on both of these events, visit telluridechambermusic.org. Thanks and see you there.
9: Hi everyone, Sol from True North Youth Program here. I wanted to let you know that True North is hosting a free College 101 workshop via Zoom on Wednesday, February 8th at 6 p.m. This presentation is for students and parents in Norwood, Telluride, and West End school districts. We will cover the cost of college, how to pay, college and scholarship resources, grade by grade preparation, and how to become a competitive candidate. Please register in advance at truenorthyouthprogram.org or contact us with questions anytime at 970-708-1986. Thanks so much and look forward to seeing you there. Hola a todos, soy Sol y trabajo con True North Youth Program. True North va a presentar Universidad 101 a través del Zoom el miércoles el 8 de febrero a las 6 de la noche y es gratis. Esta presentación es para los estudiantes y los padres de los distritos escolares de Norwood, Telluride y el West End. Vamos a hablar del costo de la universidad, como pagar, los recursos universitarios y las becas además de la preparación grado por grado y cómo convertirse en un candidato competitivo. Pueden registrarse con anticipación en truenorthyouthprogram.org o si tienen preguntas, se comunican con el equipo de True North a 970-708-1986. Esta presentación está en inglés, pero si desean ver la versión en español, visiten por favor la página de programas en nuestro sitio web y seleccionen College Corner. Muchas gracias y nos vemos allí.